What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 7 Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I want to talk about the 10 biggest mistakes that new flippers make. And I went out and pulled the 7 Figure Runway and 7 Figure Altitude Group. I also thought back to my early time in uh, flipping houses and one of some of my first flips. And um, what you're going to hear today is the top 10 things that I think that new flippers screw up on a regular basis that cost them tens of thousands of dollars because of it. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this. It was a lot of fun kind of writing it down, putting together, putting it together, and then reliving the old glory days of my first flip or two. Um, I, I did all of these things wrong. I can promise you that. So don't beat yourself up if you've done one of these things. If you're just getting started or you're flipping houses now, hopefully there's something in here that you are like, whoa, I didn't know about that or hadn't thought about that. Or you might have a chuckle or a laugh because you've done all of these things. So um, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun putting together and um, we'll roll the theme music and get to it. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity, and that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. I'm going to do this top 10 style. So I've got the 10 biggest mistakes and in there, I'm just going to go down the row and the last few are probably going to be the ones that I see the most often. So number 10 is going to be doing all the work yourself. So I see so many house flippers do this. They are getting in there and doing all the work on their own. They're not willing to hire a GC or they try to sub everything out. They're doing everything. I did this when I got started. I was doing electrical work. I was painting the house. I was doing the landscaping. I did everything. And when I did the math at the end of it, I made $45,000. But at the end of the day, when I did the math for the amount of hours that I worked, I was making about $12.50 an hour. That's insane. It looked like a ton of money, but I was in there every single day working nonstop on this house. And it took me a long time to do it. It took me about six months. So figure out how you can sub the stuff out and not do all the work yourself. It's a huge mistake. The next one, number nine, not knowing the sale price of your house and not understanding the ARV, the after repair value and the con in the area. So understanding that is one of the biggest things that you can do in house flipping is know your numbers. What most first time flippers are doing is they're watching the market and they're seeing things appreciate. And they're thinking that if they hold the house for the next three months while they do the work, they can add in a higher price point of what they can sell the home for due to appreciation. Do not do this. When you're running your comps and you're running your ARV, when you're trying to figure out what you can sell the house for, look at what's happening right now in the marketplace and look back maybe three months. So inside of that, what you're going to see is you're going to come up with a value of the home. And don't think that you're going to sell the house just because you fix it up for five or $10,000 more than anybody else has ever set in the neighborhood. And that's called setting new comps. I see new house slippers all the time. They think that they're going to set a record comp in the area because they're going to make the house really nice. So don't bank on appreciation and look at previous comparables for your ARV and use that when you're calculating your sale price. Number eight, I see people who buy houses to flip in areas where flippers are not doing a lot of business. They're predominantly rental areas. And what they do 
is they think that because it's a lower price point and the house needs a lot of work and it's beat up a little bit, it looks like they can add some value and sell the house and flip it. The problem is people that are buying in that area, it's usually below the median home price. It's usually mostly rental properties. It's usually a little bit more dangerous of an area. And you're just not able to get as much money and profit out of those deals. They're really tight. And most of those folks that are buying those houses can't get mortgages. They can't get loans. They have to do some sort of owner financing. And if you're running an owner financing business, that's fine. Or you're trying to get your first flip. What you need to do is you need to find where the other flippers are working and go look for houses in there. Most people shy away from it because it looks like heavy competition, but that means there's a huge demand for the back end buyer of those houses. So all you need to do is get your first one in there, get started, make some money, and then you can grow from there. So don't look in the junky areas. Don't look where nobody's flipping houses. Go to the place where there is a lot of demand and go find the supply. Number seven is contractor documentation. Contractors are one of the biggest headaches of any house flipper. But if you're flipping your first house, you aren't used to it. You trust the contractors, probably somebody you know or a referral. And what you're not doing is you're not getting all the documentation that you need. So written scope of work, written bids, signed contracts from a contractor. And a lot of times what first time flippers do is they overfund the rehab. So they're giving that contractor a bunch of money up front. And what that contractor typically does is they might buy some materials with it, but they're going to pay off their last job and they're always behind. And next thing you know, they can walk off the job and you've paid them more than the work that they've done. The other piece in this documentation is lien releases. So a lot of times we don't get lien releases from our contractors or subcontractors. And when the contractor doesn't pay the subcontractor, the subcontractor comes back to the owner of the house and says, I didn't get paid. Where's my money? And I'm putting a lien on your house. So get documentation, get lien releases, get signed contracts, get written scopes of work. If there's going to be a change, make sure there's a change order in writing. You see it. There's a number, both parties sign it, all that stuff. The other piece of documentation is a 1099. Make sure you get a 1099 from your contractor. This is a huge mistake that I see is overall documentation from contractors. And it can cost you a lot of money at the end of the day. Number six is getting an inspection. I see so many first-time house flippers skip getting a home inspection because they think that they're going to tear the whole place apart or they're going to do a ton of rehab on it anyway. So how about I put in an offer with no inspection contingency and just buy it cash as is because I know I'm going to fix it up. And they've seen other people do that or more experienced people they've heard do that. It's a huge mistake. Getting an inspection is worth its weight in gold. It, there's tens of thousands of dollars that you can save in mistakes by getting a home inspector to go through. Here's a pro tip. Home inspectors are used to going into other people's houses and doing these big inspections. They're used to spending a couple hours there, taking lots of pictures, and then having to go home and input all this into a, a computer to write up a report to then send to realtors and to the to buyer. The cool thing about us is when we're flipping houses, we don't need all that stuff. We just need to know the big things and we need to know the problems. So what I used to do when I was getting started is I would walk the property with a home inspector. I found a reputable home inspector in my area and I walked the property with them. And as we were going through it, he was just telling me what was wrong with it. And I was writing it down. He didn't have to do a report. He didn't have to take a ton of pictures. All he had to do was spend about an hour with me in the house going through it. It was incredibly valuable and it was cheap. I was able to negotiate a price for like $150 instead of $450 for a typical inspection, just because all the work is done when they go home. If a home inspector can just show up for an hour, walk a property, talk to you about it, and then leave and make $150 in an hour, that's a huge win for them. So think about that. How can you go out to home inspectors and say, hey, what if I give you volume if we do some walkthroughs or even if you just don't have to write a report for me? It's massive. I just talked to one of our seven-figure flipping mastermind members today, and they said they missed a bunch of mold in the attic that cost them $7,000 on their first flip. For me, one of my very early flips, I had a home inspector come through with me, and he found, we went up in the attic, a place that I wouldn't normally go, all the way in the back and he found a support beam 
that was not even there that was supposed to be holding up the roof on the main support wall. And so he was like, this is a huge problem. I was able to go back to the seller, renegotiate the price down $10,000 and make sure that I was able to fix it when I renovated the project for the next buyer. So without that home inspector, I would have been in the whole $10,000. So this one tip right here could help you save $10,000 or $7,000 in my friend's case. So get a home inspection and you can get it super cheap by negotiating a price with a great home inspector. Number five, I see new flippers all the time, not full permits and cut corners. Please don't do this. They just try to save money and save time by not pulling permits, not doing things right, not doing things to current specs and standards, and they cut corners. They cover things up that they see things like that. This is going to ruin your name. Your name is everything in this business and any business. So make sure that you do things right. Don't cut corners, get the permits needed, build a relationship with the city, build a relationship with the inspectors. I remember my first flip that I was doing. The home inspector came out. It was a plumbing inspection that I was doing. I was, I was really nervous. I was expecting all these problems. He came over. He was like, oh, are you in the Navy? I said, yeah, I'm in the Navy. He's like, oh, I was in the Navy for two years. We talked for like 20 minutes at the house. He didn't even look at the plumbing. We just had a conversation, built a relationship. And he's like, hey, if you ever need this again, just shoot me a text message. Here's my personal cell phone. And I was able to build a relationship with that guy who became a really good friend. And he referred a bunch of other plumbers to me in the future as we started scaling our flipping business. So do things right, build the relationship, and it's it really going to help you from the start. Don't cut corners either. If you start covering things up, things like that, it's going to catch up to you, I promise. Number four, liens and judgments. So when you close on a house, sometimes if you pay cash or you buy at the foreclosure auction or the auctions, you might not get a title search. And this is a big mistake. You're always going to want to get a title search before you close. I'd highly recommend you always go through a title company or an attorney to close your deals and make sure you get a warranty deed and a title search. There's been many times that title has brought back different liens. I'm not talking about big like mortgages and things like that. I'm talking about HOA liens. I'm talking about utility liens. I'm talking about tax liens, things like that. That might not show up in a cursory search, but show up in a detailed title search. So just be careful with just doing a little bit of due diligence and closing on the hood of a car. And I see early flippers doing some of this stuff because they think they wanna move really fast and they're just not sure about all the documentation and all these things. So get a title search, look at liens and judgments and make sure that it's all clear before you purchase the property. So far, I hope this is really helpful. We go really deep into all of these things in my book. So I wrote a book called Seven Figure Flipping Underground. It is free and it's absolutely amazing. We go really deep into all 10 of these and many, many other things. You can find that by going to 7ffbook.com. It's free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. I hope you guys check it out. Number three, and these next three are huge. These are massive, can save you tens of thousands of dollars. So this one is underestimating rehab costs. Everybody watches HCTV and thinks it's easy and it doesn't cost a ton of money to fix up the house. This is a huge mistake. Most of the time, first time house flippers are way underestimating their rehab costs. Typically, it's one and a half times to two times more of their rehab costs than they think. And I see this all the time going over budget. And it's just because you're not, you're underestimating the cost of labor and materials, especially as material prices change, you're unsure what that is. And you're not sure what labor costs are. So get some bids from contractors, really start asking uh, other flippers, asking in different forms, ask inside our Facebook communities on this channel, those kind of things. How much do these different pieces cost? And that's gonna be really important for you. A lot of people are underestimating the cost of rehab. And then the next thing you know, that's all being pulled out of their profit. So dial in the rehab costs. I mentioned the book. We talk about it a ton in there. It's really, really important. Number two, 
Knowing all the costs involved in a flip project. This is something that really messed me up when I was getting started. It cost me a lot of money because I had no idea of the overall holding costs, money costs, closing costs, realtor fees, all that stuff. When I purchased the house, you have closing costs. You have title fees. You have all kinds of different expenses like mortgage insurance, title insurance. You have title searches. You might have some different payoffs that have to happen, uh, courier fees, all these things that are on the HUD. And then when you sell the house, you have the same thing on the other side. And then you also have realtor fees that are built in there. On top of that, you might have money costs. So if you're using your own money, you have to think about the opportunity cost of using that money here and not somewhere else. If you are using somebody else's money, you have to pay them interest and points. If you're using hard money, it might be even more expensive. So you have to build that in. The other thing is all of the holding costs on the property. So things like utilities, you have electrical bills, you have water bills, gas, things like that, sewer, trash, all things that you don't think about when you're thinking about a flip project. Then you you have to cut the grass if it's in the summer or if it's in the winter and you're somewhere cold, you might have snow removal. So there's all these things that start adding up when you don't calculate them in the beginning. So in the beginning, get a really good idea of the fixed costs. You have these fixed costs that you that you can calculate or think of ahead of time. And then you have the cost to rehab. And then you have your profit that you're trying to get. And that should spit out an offer. So if you know your sale value, like we talked about in the beginning of the video, you know that ARV, you know all of these fixed costs, you know how much profit you want to make, you know the rehab costs and you can dial it in. All the things we've talked about so far, you can really dial in your offer and get it right. So know all of those fixed costs. That's a big thing for a lot of first-time flippers that they miss. This is the big one. Number one, something that I see every single new flipper do and sometimes experienced flippers, over-renovating the house. A lot of times what they do is they try to fix up the house like they're going to move into it and live in it. They're doing things that they want to see in the property instead of looking at the neighborhood, identifying what's needed in that neighborhood to sell at the after repair value that they've calculated and then rehab it to that level. And that's it. You don't need to put white shaker cabinets and beautiful floors and quartz countertops in every house, rain shower heads, all this stuff. You need to look at what the other houses that have been selling for in the past few months look like, the other houses that are listed on the market and what the demand for that area is and rehab it to that standard. I remember when I got started, I over rehabbed almost every house that I did. I wanted it to be on HDTV, the cover of magazine, Really, I should have been thinking of it like a business. This is a widget. And I'm trying to make money. How do I make the most money while giving them a really nice, safe house to live in that's fixed up and it's a little bit better than the other houses in the neighborhood? If I could make every house just a little bit better and I sold it for the same price or maybe even listed a little bit less than what was selling in the past, the demand is going to be crazy. It's going to bid up the price. And next thing you know, I'm selling over list. So that's my recommendation for you is don't over rehab the house. It's really important. And look at what else is going on. One thing that we would do is we would always put granite countertops in instead of laminate. Because even if it was a laminate neighborhood, granite countertops didn't cost us that much more, but it was a huge wow factor for those people that walked in. Same thing with some appliances. We always had like one or two wow factors in the house that were just a step up from all the other houses. Because you know, when it, somebody's going to go look in that neighborhood, they're going to look at three or four different houses that same day. And when they see ours and they see the other three, it's going to be ours for sure. And the price is about the same, maybe a little bit more, but it's going to be the house that everybody picks and writes an offer on. So I know that this helped. These 10 tips are insane. I wish I knew about this when I got started and I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, check out one of my other videos. I'll see you.